take a moment finding yourself in a comfortable position seating close to the earth on a chair on the ground wherever you find yourself making it comfortable for you in the truest most authentic way I invite you to start to recognize what is your true authenticity? Breathing in and authentically breathing out. Finding the rhythms of your body, coming into concert with the thoughts, and connecting to the true emotions of what you feel are truly authentic. Noticing judgment and simply letting it fall. Continuing to look within and recognizing gentle characteristics of what it means to be authentic in your expression. Breathing in and breathing out. Taking a moment now to collect all that is yours authentically, truly, and opening your eyes gently. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Roxy, who expresses herself and shares her relationship to psychedelics in the nuances and the truest authentic way she shares. Roxy. How are you feeling coming in today? I'm feeling very well. We do such a good job with our integration therapy and we've touched upon so many different subject matters, but I have to ask what led you to the wonderful world of psychedelics? I had a friend that started doing this sort of work and at first her experiences sort of turned me off of the idea and then over time I saw her getting better and better and so I asked if there were sources I could read more about it to just kind of learn what I'd be getting myself into what I read convinced me and here I am <laughs> I want to ask you you said it turned you off originally and then there was sources so there must have been something that reassured you which is beautiful because there was some prudent research in you and I know that about you the research is a little a bit of who you are no I guess I would say that her initial experience was very dark and very tough and hearing just that one account of it it was like well why on earth would I do that to myself and reading Michael Pollan's book and 
a couple others. I can't think of the names of them now, but I just kind of dove in and read everything I could. And, and then was sort of like, yeah, I guess I'm feeling kind of stuck. And I, I feel like I have all of the past issues that just kind of keep repeating and I don't know how to move past them. Oh, let's try this. Cause I've tried, you know, just normal talk therapy and antidepressants and not really gotten anywhere. So time for something new. What's the emotion coming up when you're reflecting on the journey you've accepted? I hear tenderness. Yeah, it, I guess it's just sort of that that place of being stuck is never a good feeling. And I can hear that. And when you say that, have you released things or have you recognized that this isn't a one hit pill? Is it that feeling of stuckness definitely unlocks, but it, it's work. Yeah, because I think it, you can move past some things and then something else will kind of pop up and then you have to work through that stuff. Uh, it's definitely not a one hit wonder, which that I guess that I would say that is the biggest difference from what I read about in like Michael Pollan stuff where it's like oh yeah just do like two or three sessions and you're good to go you're all healed <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the biggest fabrication I've ever read it's almost a little bit I think unnerving because once people get into this work we recognize what what are we in like what are we integrating plethoras of things no so much and I I don't know if maybe people with specific other issues would maybe benefit from like two or three sessions and then be fine but that's not really how it's working for me so and so you found yourself at the precipice of doing psychedelics and you and I started to do some integration work and what was your initial experiences like session that I did with a guide was a very dark and depressing session but even though that was the case, I still felt a lot better afterward. So it felt like I released some of that darkness and uh, really started to take better care of myself again. I was going for walks, getting out in nature. Uh, and that was something I had been struggling with. And then too, I had gotten divorced recently and was kind of struggling to get back out into dating was kind of feeling a little scared because <laughs> it had been a while and especially because in particular I am into kink and interested in polyamory and those things are brand new and so I was feeling a little I don't know can't think of the word just wanting to be cautious I guess about branching out well, yeah, prudent and very cautious because all of these subject matters take a lot of courage. And so yeah. that dark session, Roxy, was it enlightening or was it giving you perspective with all these subject matters and that intention? How did it play out and what was the medicine you were using too? I think it was perspective on why I was so scared of men. And this was psilocybin. 
I guess I kind of, actually my first medicine session was with MDMA, but I kind of forgot about that one actually. <laughs> Roxy, you and I have been working together for some time. And I know through our work, integrating these experiences, I recall you starting with MDMA and exploring certain subject matters. And that was kind of the entry point of what you came in with. The MDMA was definitely like a more, you know, loving session. Everything feels so lovely and happy. But I, I was processing a lot of like trauma with my mom, which I think through that session, I realized my mom is who she is. Um, she had, probably did the best she could when I was a kid. And it wasn't enough for me. And that's okay. But also to realize that she's not going to change at this point in life. So it, I, I did also start to feel like I wanted to have a better relationship with my mom. But I, I think that's just not going to happen based on who she is. And no amount of psychedelic work is going to change the other person. And I really appreciate what you're saying is in a way it's you coming to terms with another individual, be it our mothers or our best friends, our ex partners. We're benefiting from the work, but it doesn't mean the other person's going to come into some aha moment or change. Right. And you know, I, I did initiate a conversation with her after that session about her divorce from my dad because that happened when I was seven and I didn't really understand at that time she did give me the full story which I won't tell here because it's not my story to tell but I totally get it now but now that I know it seems a little bit like she's trying to rely on me for therapy which I can't that that's not my role no, and that led you to keep going. It did. Yeah, because I, I guess after that session, I was sort of like, well, okay, that was a good entry point, but that's not all there is here. And so what are you integrating now? Because you're doing so much. You're talking about family of origin concerns, self-worth, sexual orientation, sexual expression where is the focus today and what's been percolating reintroducing play into my life i have a very serious kind of job and i can get so focused on that end of the spectrum that i sort of forget that i'm also a human in this kind of crazy world that's also kind of cool I guess now when I go for walks and I'm like getting my nature time, I'm also like stopping to just watch the turtles and I don't know, the watch the swans and stuff in the pond. Was it exacerbated through a psychedelic experience that kind of told you, hey, stop and smell the flowers and see the animals playing? Yes. I, well, I had... <laughs> I had a session about a year ago where the play first started to come up and I don't feel like I integrated that session super well. Uh, I was still pretty depressed and not really able to climb out of that. So 
as things go, when you don't integrate, it comes back around. <laughs> this is huge. It's a great point. And so you're self-disclosing that the experience was profound for you. However, maybe based off of, was it too, too quickly going back to reality, not giving enough time to like incubate? What in retrospect are you noticing that was hard about the integration process? It was really hot. And I just remember like that it was too hot to be outside. And so as much as I wanted to be outside, I felt like I couldn't. And so there was that like stuck feeling again. It just felt like a cruel, cruel joke. It was just unable to find my way out of being stuck in my house. And then a year later, you were able to do another session and play came back? Or how did that present itself? <laughs> my most recent session felt like chaos. There was just a lot of nonsense that made absolutely no sense. And as I came out of it, I said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I just started laughing. And it was sort of like a, a reminder that like, I don't have to take everything so seriously. But also it felt sort of like I was kicking a bunch of random shit out of my brain because I get in these like thought patterns and what ifs. And so it felt like I was kicking a lot of that shit out. So I could like, you, did you see it as a purging in a sense? There was a purging of kick, yeah. as you say, kicking it out. And, and today, are you feeling clear around those thoughts or recognizing those patterns? Yes. I also feel like my brain hasn't felt as chaotic since I'm hopeful it stays that way, <laughs> but we'll was see. Was this also a psilocybin experience or was it, what, what was the medicine used for that? Psilocybin again. Yeah. I've only done MDMA once and that's just with having been feeling so depressed, I don't, MDMA, I had like three days to a week of feeling like really tender and wanting to seclude myself. So I haven't felt like that's the best medicine for me right now. Good for you to have that insight. What needs to happen for you to feel safe in experiences? What have you recognized in the experiences that provide you the most opportunity for healing or reflection? Just having the safe space with my guide. I have a good relationship with them and uh, I know that I can trust them in that space. And the trust being so important, do you trust yourself then to be able to go up against any subject matters that could come up, even if you're not necessarily anticipating them? I will say with the last session, I did have a, a part where something was coming up that I got really distressed about that I... Uh, which was partially because like that thing is actually not true for me. So I was like pushing it away, but I guess I wish in that space, it's so hard though. I wish I could have asked my guide for help in that space, but sometimes I don't know if I'm talking out loud or just in my head. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you find it when you said 
that you recognized it wasn't a part of who you were and it was okay to push against it. Are you sitting today with a curiosity of what that was in your session for? I think I'm pretty clear on what that was. So the the issue at hand was that I was feeling it coming up that I'm trans, which I'm not, but I've had a weird relationship with gender. My mom had wished I was born a boy and so kind of treated me that way as a kid. So in that space, I was kind of like, I tried to play into it. Like, okay, what if I am trans? What would be the big deal? I don't have to change anything. But like in that space, it was like, no, you have to. Like, you're a man now. You have to cut your hair and get surgery. And I was just like, no, I don't want that at all. So I guess it's like a confidence booster that that's, that I know who I am. Right. Than I really thought I did. Yeah, that true authenticity. And even if it comes in a session with so much paradox or telling us, and I think it's a valuable public service announcement for you to say, oh yeah, I know what I'm not. Yep. Like we don't have to sign up for everything that the medicine gives us. And, oh, this is the, you know, the divine source telling me this is my transformation that I need to have. And I, I think that maybe also came up because through medicine work, I did come out as bisexual. And I don't feel like it was the medicine telling me, hey, you're bisexual. I think it was uh, me finally processing some of the religious trauma, some of the parent trauma around like how they spoke about gay people that sort of allowed me finally to say the words. Because I think it was something I had always kind of known, but just not had the words for. And as you say this right now, what's the emotion percolating within you as you say it so confidently? <laughs> it, there's a little bit of sadness that I didn't, uh, that I wasn't able to say it sooner in life. And today, as you say it, do you feel it aligned with you? Do you think it in alignment? I still haven't started dating. And so there is still that piece of like, this somewhat feels not true, even though I know it is. And what will it look like for you to get confirmation? Another psychedelic experience, uh, getting more comfortable in this realm, this plane? What, what feels the entry point for you? Certain. I, th I think it's going to really take dating women and seeing what those relationships are. Do you find yourself on the precipice of needing more information around that? Or is it just a little bit of immersion therapy? I think it's Sure. And what have you gained? How have you become so confident in your knowing? Because the work that you and I have done, I've definitely recognized the playful nature of who you are, the responsibility and how do you find certainty in all of this? Big question. Is there certainty in any of it? No, not really. I mean, you know, confidence isn't certainty. 
Say more about that. Differentiate that confidence versus certainty. I love it. I can be confident about my knowledge in something, but actually be wrong about it. <laughs> Lots of people are wrong about things they're confident in. Right. And so this gives us the permission to try it on in a safe environment, express ourselves to know we don't have to take everything for face value. Well, and I mean, even uh, I, I'm definitely confident I'm bisexual, just the degree to which that will be expressed in relationship is where I'm uncertain. Which is beautiful. I encouraging you to make it your own, right? Your own expression of this sexuality and identification of who, who you are. What do you need to feel confident or comfortable? Let's use that. What, what will benefit you and your comfort as you, as you continue to express yourself? I think I'm going to have to do things uncomfortable because uh, if, I wait, <laughs> if I wait until I'm comfortable, it will never happen. Right. And isn't that funny how it's similar to the overlay of a psychedelic experience? If anyone thinks that they're going to be super easy and find peace and comfort in it, what's going to happen? Yeah, they're going to figure out this. <laughs> and so that leads me to ask you, how do you know when it's time to do another session or dive into another journey? It's if I'm starting to feel stuck again in some way, or if I'm having looping thoughts again about something in particular, it's also mm, trying to think if there's like a, a feeling in my body I get. Yeah, it's just kind of like the stuck feeling. There's a knowing though that stuckness is explained and you, you've seen it before, you've felt it before, and that's what led you to the journeys. And integrating today, what's the juiciest place you're at right now? What, what's working for you in this expression of fun? What, what's one of the best ways you're showcasing your expression of fun? Meetup groups. You know, meeting new people, trying to make new friends, just kind of exploring new hobbies, new interests that I wouldn't have before. And what's on the psychedelic horizon for you? Anything that you're curious about? I know often people do find their comforts in their wheelhouse of medicines. Is there anything, would you go back to MDMA or do you think that's served its purpose? feel super called to MDMA like I do with psilocybin. I wouldn't say I'll never do it again, but that's not the direction I feel things are going at this time. Is there anything that you feel compelled to share that you want to voice in an homage to the psychedelics? What have you gleaned from the psychedelics? What have you been surprised at that psilocybin has offered you?
It's a really difficult question, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I guess overall, the whole experience has been a surprise. I, prior to these medicine sessions, had never done any drugs at all, alcohol, but that's it. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into really. But I think that's why I gravitated towards this also, because I knew someone would be with me while I had the medicine in my system. Tell me about that. Yeah, this sober sitter, you've kind of evolved in that noticing and specifically because of your relationship to trust and safety, you started with a female sitter and transitioned and had an experience that was wonderful, but you were drawn to doing something with then a male sitter. And what was that relationship like for you to make that conscious choice? I think with the female sitter, it helped sort of with the mommy issues. <laughs> it was sort of like, you know, that pathway. And then, you know, I think I had some things to work through in regards to men in my life. And so having a male sitter has, it, it's helped to have a man in my life that I do feel like I can trust so much. Uh, it can kind of get me out of that. Men suck. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's a super important aspect though, Roxy, to bring up is the sitter does have a huge influence on security, safety, and potential not playing out in a projection way, but what I hear you saying as a, as a secure attachment. Yeah. And then too, I mean, they each had their own style of how they work with the medicine. And I, I just sort of preferred the male perspective better. That's fair. That's fair. It's really great to see you today. Thank you. Good to see you. What are you doing to find yourself being gentle with yourself. I love ending conversations, as you know, in therapy with how are you being gentle with yourself today? Well, I have been prioritizing my morning walks over logging into work. And that has been very helpful. Work is not the end all be all of my life. And I need to take care of myself first. <laughs>